Welcome back, you fuckers. Um, if you're reading the uh, title of this episode and you think it's going to be all about the new Zelda game, well, you're fucking wrong. Um, I assume I got you in here because I have a clickbait title, which, hey, which just means you're a fucking idiot. Some podcast I'd never heard of is talking about Zelda? I'm in. I will talk about Zelda, but also I'm a fucking lunatic who's right of Alex Jones. So guess what? Now you have to listen to the whole episode. You, you fell for the clickbait, probably because you're a dumb liberal. And now you should listen because you fell for my conservative, libertarian, Jesus-y clickbait title. And now you have to listen to the whole fucking thing. And you're like, ah, Jesus wouldn't do clickbait. He carried a cross up a hill. That, that, that's got my attention. He removed a boulder? How did a dead guy move a boulder? That's got my attention. I like in the Bible, <laughs> you ask Jews what the story of Jesus is. And they're like, ah, you know, it's just a good, I don't know what accent I'm doing. It's just a good, it's like the, the guy from Star Wars who owns Anakin. It's just a good guy. He comes in, he thinks he's some sort of Jedi. But he's just a good guy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, so what happened? How did he roll the boulder away? Oh, the prophets. The prophets paid all the, all the military Romans to go nap-nap. And then they, they moved the boulder. And that's the story. That's the story... That might be why Jews get the hate they do. Like, oh, the prophets who should use, you know, they do get miracle powers. They get some miracle powers. Um, they don't use their miracle powers. They don't, they don't do any of that. And, you know, they don't, they don't convince people like, hey, you know, that was Jesus. Do you remember when he died and those churches fell down? Because they were false, their temples at that time fall down, and there was a huge earthquake, and lightning everywhere, and all sorts of crazy shit. Does that convince you he was Jesus? You know, in this nice place where there's never earthquakes, there were earthquakes, and the temples fell, and people had a really bad day because they murdered the Son of God. And the Jews are like, no, 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 they're just. They're just going to use money. And I don't know if you know this about the prophets, but uh, not a ton of money. Didn't, weren't, weren't super rich, them, them 12 Jews that followed, I keep saying prophets, disciples, that followed Jesus. I mean, 12 bits of silver was enough to convince one of them to turn on him. Uh, so didn't have a ton of money, and yet somehow had enough to bribe all the Roman soldiers that were sitting outside the tomb. And there were a lot, because also remember who wanted all those soldiers out there was the Jews. They were like, hey! Hey, if, if we don't have Romans there, someone's gonna move that rock. And as a prank, you know, they do graffiti, they, they tag a wall that says, Jesus was here, and then they move the rock and steal the body and then people are going to believe he was risen. 
you know those those pesky disciples and all their skateboarding punk an- punk antics. And then the Jews were like, all right, so you Romans put a ton of people there, secure the area. And then the Romans were like, all right, Pontius Pilate was like, all right, I got you guys. We'll put some really good Roman soldiers who are very loyal to me and get paid very well. And then somehow the, the prophets who forgave all earthly possessions and money and constantly gave money to the poor and like were sent to do good deeds around the world and not accept money and only live at houses where people would let them stay for free. Those guys somehow scrounged up enough money to bribe all of the Roman centurions that were standing outside the rock. And then they somehow snuck out with the body, and that was it. So the Jews turned the super religious people into money, using the evil money, and then turned the loyal soldiers and said, ah, you know them, they're easy to bribe. Maybe that's part of why Kanye says what Kanye says, is that's the story they tell to this day. To this day when you ask a Jew, well, uh, what happened that faithful day, night? Well, you know, money, finances, stuff you Gentiles won't understand. But it's quite easy to pay someone to create the Son of God. So, is that enough Jesus talk? Oh, I also saw like a very funny video about the disciples. And they're all like, oh my God, let's tell everyone this guy's a prophet. And the son of God. And they're like, yeah! And then he's like, and then we'll be poor for the rest of our lives and be brutally murdered for it. And they're like, yeah! I think that's one of the funnier, like, alright, so it's all made up. What did what did these 12 guys think they were going to get from all this? It's not like, I mean, their late leader did get murdered. So... Things probably weren't going to take an upswing from that. I mean, it's not like after Hitler killed himself, all the Nazis were like, they were like, ah, all right. Hitler killed himself, but you guys are good. Here's some money. Here's lots and lots of American dollars because you guys, you guys were tight. Also, I saw, I think Family Guy or American Dad had a thing about like building the fence. And uh, we're going to talk about the border some later. But it is funny to me, like, the guy's like, I'm going to come in here. And the guy's like, no. And he's like, I'm going to come in over here. And the guy's like, no, I'll shoot you. And then he's like, how about I build you the rest of your fence? And the guy's like, all right, come over here. Have have these guys not read Huck Finn? Do they not know how fences work in America? Fences in America, ask Mark Twain, are not built by Mexicans. Fun fact. You say, oh, Zach, well... Are you trying to tell me the whites make the fences? No, no. No, no, I say. And read the story of Huck Finn. The blacks make the fences. We, and we don't pay them. We trick them. We trick them into making our fences. So next time someone tells you, we want Mexicans over here to build our fences, just tell them a young Tom Sawyer tricked a much older much blacker Huck Finn into 
building him a fence and then painting it. And that's that's the American story, right? That's it might even be the American dream. That might be the Amer- the American dream is tricking someone into doing your work for you for free. And I think that's beautiful. I think I think that's fantastic, guys. I think we should all take something from that. What's that something? Not 100% sure. I am an alcoholic. And my whiskey's getting low, so I'm going to refill that. Then we're going to talk about Zelda. So, hey, liberals who got tricked into my clickbait title, it's coming. We're about to talk about it. Yay! See? Trump supporters aren't all lies. We will talk about it some. I know I lied to get you in here, but hey, a guy's got to do what a guy's got to do. Now go build my fucking fence, you piece of shit. Okay, I got some more whiskey. We're back. Uh, There's a secret between us. Lauren's going to come home soon, so shh. Shh, don't tell her that I'm on my second glass of whiskey in the closet that I podcast from. Um, Also, I've been drinking. It's very cold out. It's like 60 degrees out, and the pool on my roof, subtle brag, I have a roof pool, faggots, uh, freezing. But no one wanted to go in it. I wanted to go in it, so I wanted it. I had fun. I like cold pools. They're fun to me. Um, you might be asking, Zach, why are they so much fun to you? I, I don't know. I grew up in them, and I was hoping I'd never have to be in them again, but here I am. At the age of 32, jumping in cold-ass pools with a fucking sour beer with an owl on it. Being like, ah, oh, come on, Mr. Owl. You want to jump in too? And I was like, nah, you got it. And I glug, 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 and then I jump in. So that's my life. That's a little look at behind the one-way mirror for you guys. All right, Zelda. So, yeah, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Tears of the Kingdom, sequel to Breath of the Wild. Came out last night at midnight. Um, which, uh, I'm an old fogey, guys. I'm, I'm an old soul. You guys know that. Do you think people be like, ah, I was born in the wrong decade. I wish I was born in 1920. It's like, bro, do you just want to hit your wife? Is that what you're telling me? You just want to hit your wife with no repercussions? Because that sounds like what you're telling me. You're like, ah, no, I like the cool cars and the suits and the no air conditioning and all the shit. No refrigerators and no TV and no watching sports on TV. You're going to do all that? And what are the perks? You get to say the N-word and hit your wife. Okay. Dude, just move to the suburbs. Uh, See, this is what's great about our parents and our grandparents. In the 1950s, Some of you don't like straight white men, but black people and Mexicans who you guys should jump on board that we were pretty cool for this. Uh, In the 1950s and late 40s, straight white men invented the suburbs. Zach, why did they invent the suburbs? Because it used to be just farms and cities. And now we got this new thing that's a little bit in the middle. Well, let me tell you. Straight white men invented the suburbs so they could beat their wives and no one could hear them. Which I think is very respectful. They're saying, ah, I'm in this apartment building and my wife, she knows I like my eggs over medium. 
and she made him over hard that bitch and then smack and then she screams and the neighbors are like smacking on the wall being like keep it down uh, screaming's keeping us up i have to be in the fucking coal mine after walking five miles out of the city tomorrow to get to that coal mine shut the fuck beat that bitch until she's quiet and then one smart man was like well we got railroads now and we got cars he goes i think i can just i can go six seven eight fifteen miles out of the city and then with, with the miracle of railroads and modern automobiles i could be in the city and just under an hour I could be at my nice job where I do advertising or fucking stock trading or I don't know selling booze um, and then I, I got more the land's cheap and and building houses is cheap I think the Amish still bit, did it back then you, you would just you would go and get a goat's horn and you'd blow into it and it'd go whoa and then 30 Amish men would show up and they'd build a house in under three days. Believe it or not, that's how long it takes the Amish to build a house. Three days. No electricity. They don't need it. Why? They have manpower. How long do you think it would take 30 women to build a house with no electricity? Longer. And these men, it's hot out and they're wearing suspenders and long shirts and long pants and hats and they got beards and long hair. They're probably sweating their ass off. But guess what? They get it done. They they go, Jebediah, Jebediah, my friend, we got to build this house, so you got to get the whole call. Did you hear that goat horn? Did you, it's clearly one of us. It's not one of them city slickers. Jebediah is not one of them city slickers. We are seven miles out of the city. Ain't no city slicker out here blowing in goat horns, and you know better. And then Jebediah's like, hey, fucking right. And then they smack him. They beat him. Jebediah, did you just swear? We don't swear. We good Amish folk, Jebediah. You old piece of shit. And then they beat that guy. They go, you swore too. He goes, it's not as bad as fuck. And then they beat him harder for saying fuck. And then they all have black eyes. Just like their wives. And they go, all right, we're all beat up for all the swearing and not swearing and being upset about the beatings for the swearing. But we got to go build this house because we all agree, except for Jebediah, who's a real POS, uh, ain't no city slicker blowing goat horn seven miles out of the city. And then they all get it. They get in their horse and buggy and they go, blah, 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 blah. And they get out there and they put the house together in three days. And then Nick, that's what we're going to call him Nick, is like, holy smokes, you guys you guys built that house quick. How much you do I owe you? And they're like, $2. We make them so quick and so sturdy with our old Amish ways. He's only $2, and we're going to put $1.50 of that in the collection plate on Sunday. Believe it or not, $1.50 goes in the collection plate. That means all 30 of us had to split the extra 50 cents. And now you're asking yourself. You're saying, Zach, you said there were 30 of them when they heard the goat horn. And then they left out Jebediah. Or Zebediah. I forgot what I named him. Uh, so, why 30? 29. Is, well, they're Amish. 
Okay, they don't leave out Jebediah because he's a sinner. In the three days that they built this house, Jebediah has gone to the priest and he confessed his sins and he said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I swore and I'm sorry I didn't believe my Amish brothers that ain't no city slicker building a house no seven miles out of the city. And then they give him his whatever, penny and egg third. I don't have my abacus with me. Because they're good people. And they believe Jebediah deserves what he deserves. So with just wood, hammer, nails, and dude sweat, this house is built in three days. And then Nick, who's been hiding the fact that he's a city slicker this whole time, takes his old fucking car and he rolls up and is... And then he has to get out and he has to turn the crank. And his girlfriend's giving him roadhead. She's like, I don't even have to move my mouth. Why does she have the same voice as the Amish, you might say? Well, she was raised Amish. She was raised Amish, and then she went on Rumspringer in the city. And she fucking, you know, has the accent, and then met Nick, and became a huge whore. Just a huge whore. But also not great at cooking, which the Amish, she always is bitching at Nick. She's like, Nick, where can I keep my chickens? I got all these chickens I need to keep. Ain't no room for my chickens. I swear we're getting a Zelda, guys. We are getting the Zelda. This is all going to tie together with Tears of the Kingdom. But she ain't got no room for her chickens in the city. And Nick had to beat her relentlessly every night because she wouldn't shut up about the fucking chickens. And her his Irish neighbors, who have downed each... And by each, I mean husband, wife, teenage son, 12-year-old daughter, 6-year-old, 3-year-old. I can't say if the under 12 is son or daughter. It get, There's legal things. But all of them have downed a fifth of Jameson. And they're all sick of hearing Nick beat his wife. So that's why Nick took his whore, chicken-raising, once Amish wife, who's still technically on Rumspringer, and he put her in the Model T, and he said, we're going to a giant house that your people built me, the Amish, not black. Um, and the whole time, I'm just going to hold your mouth on my cock, and you don't even have to move. It's like it's like a, um, what's it called? Mormons was soaking, where they, one Mormon guy is on the bed with an erection, and the Mormon girl slides her pussy on the erect penis, and then they have a friend usually a female because they, they don't do devil's threesomes in Mormons I know the female's not as strong we'll get to that but they don't do devil's threesomes so in the Mormon culture it's you gotta find a female who wants to soak which is when you put the penis in the vagina but don't move and then they need a female to sit under the bed like Anne Frank being chased by the Nazis and she puts her heels up on the bed and you won't believe this. She puts her heels up on the bed and she pushes like a mule up and down, up and down until Mormon man and or hopefully both. Because I'm I'm not a selfish lover. I think they both deserve to come. Um, both ejaculate and then lady ejaculate. And then she's exhausted. She's, she's a woman. She doesn't know what real work is. She's like, Jesus, this is a lot. 
she doesn't say Jesus because she's Mormon. They don't take the Lord's name in vain. Um, hopefully, I think this is why softball is so. Yeah, every girl on the softball team is like, "Hey, I got soaked with my uh, my uh, heavenly father boyfriend. Heavenly father gave me this boyfriend, and I'm going to soak with him tonight." And they all go up, all of them go up to the catcher, and they're like, "You got some birthing hips. You got some muscular, thick thighs." I think all that squatting could really help the soaking. You know, there's not a lot of women around here that can push up and down on the mattress like you can, Broomhilda. And then Broomhilda's like, I hate that you use me this way. I'm just your soaking lady. They don't say bitch. I almost said bitch. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just your soaking lady. And they're like, Broomhilda, if you soak the whole team, you're going to be the captain next year. We're all going to vote for you. Now, they don't tell Broomhilda half the team's graduating. Half the team's going on. Half the team's graduating. Another quarter of the team's getting married, so they're done. (laughs) You think Heavenly Father's going to let a husband, let their wife go to college? (laughs) Useless. You're here to make children who all get their own planet. Um, And another quarter of the team is going on their mission trip. So they're going to Africa. So they're trying to get their last soak in. Before they get raped, I put that in air quotes, because that's what they're going to say. They're going to say, oh, that black guy, he was holding a spear, and I, I ended up not being a spear. I thought it was a spear as tall as a man. It was just his big black cock. And say, he raped me. But it's not rape. It's she wanted it, and then through Mormonism, you know white people. You know white bitches. They always lying about that shit. These white bitches all be out there on the track lying about that shit. So, Kunta Kinte, you take one for the team. You gotta enjoy the white devil pussy. And by white devil pussy, I mean Mormon pussy. I hope it was worth it. Because she's absolutely gonna claim you raped her. A hundred percent. That's what's gonna happen. Alright. So, anyways. Brumilda says, you know what, you guys, are. I want to be the captain of the team. There's not often on the softball teams the catcher's the captain. So she gets on her legs, on her on her fat, pudgy tummy, on the ground like a silly snake. A slippery, silly snake. And she and franks her way under the bed, and she gets ready. She, she gets ready. She drinks a little bit of Gatorade, and she lays back. Nothing caffeinated. Nothing. Ca- she can't have a coffee. She's not having a Mountain Dew to keep her energy up. She's having electrolytes and water, possibly some of the blood of Christ. And she gets on her haunches, and she puts her heels up into the mattress, and she says, lay down and get soaking. And then they say the, the secret word, uh, blowfish, and then she starts pumping that mattress. And then when she hears them both, finish she might be fingering herself okay Broomhilda's a dirty whore she's to be honest she wasn't raised Mormon she more found the religion later on in life so it's a whole mess I don't want to go into it but she still thinks touching herself is okay Heavenly Father does not agree with that 100% does not agree with it but Broomhilda she's helping all these young ladies and men get off she she deserves something too guys do you guys have a heart Please, please write into the show. Let me know if you have a heart for Broomhilda. And that Broomhilda should get off every once in a while while doing this. So anyways, that's the story of the Mormons. 
Anyways, back to Nick. Nick's now in a car with his one-time Mormon wife. Uh, she's not allowed to suck his dick. Heavenly Father says, no. And he says, great, you don't have to. We're going to do it soaking style. We're going to get in the Model T. You put your mouth right there. I'll insert. And let the engine and these fucking unpaved roads do the rest. He's coming in three minutes, which cars those times, that's less than a quarter mile. I'm going I'm to be very honest with you, that's less than a quarter mile. But he does it. He finishes. And then they get to the house. And she sees the house and she goes, Nick, oh my God, I love it. And she goes and cooks him his first his first meal in his new house. And of course, Nick waited a week because he's got respect for men. These men built his house for $2 and he respects them. I can tell you that. I can tell you Nick respects these men. That's what I know. So he waits a week before he has gas and electric ovens and stuff put in. But he does have them put in. He does eventually have the devil's electricity pumped to the house. And um, she makes him his first set of eggs. And guess what? Guys, after the blowjob and after all the compliments on the house she gave him and how happy she was, she just can't make the fucking eggs white. Right. He cuts into them and guess what? Come, Comes leaking out of the yolk. Nothing. They're over hard again. He likes over medium. He likes a slightly runny yolk. So like a gentleman, he tucks his napkin into his collar. Puts the napkin in the collar. Fans it out because he doesn't want to get any schmutz on his nice shirt. Because this, remember guys, it's 1950. Nick is in a full suit having his good night snack. Not even a full meal. He already had dinner. She made him a nice steak. Some mashed potatoes, some grain beans. He ate all that. He loved it. He thought he was ready for bed. He was showered. He had his hair pomaded. He was in bed in his PJs. Guess what? Stomach's rumbling. He wants some eggs. He says, get up, lady. They both go into the bathroom, do their ablutions, put on full clothes. He puts on a full suit. She puts on a dress. She's looking tight. And they make the eggs. Because that's what you did in 1950. You didn't just make eggs in your pajamas. You didn't just eat eggs in your pajamas. Full suit, tie, hair's done perfect. Even has some cologne on. He goes, this is, in 15 minutes we're going to be back in bed. But I look ready for work now. Feed me my eggs. She feeds him, gives him the eggs. Nothing. Not a drip out of them. Right? They're like a fucking pussy at Dry Fest. I probably could have had a better joke there. Didn't have anything. They're like Jill Biden's pussy whenever Joe's in the room. There we go. Dry. Nothing. Sand. We want some yolk. We like him over medium. So he gets up. He puts the napkin in. He fans it out. Not going to get a schmutz on his nice tie that she got him for Christmas, and he loved it. Got him for Christmas. He loved that tie. You think he's going to let her get blood on it for making his eggs wrong? So anyways, he goes quick, smack, smack, back a hand first, front a hand second. There is a little blood. Nick was right. It lands on the napkin. Thank God the Christmas tie, the suit, they're all clean. He can go to work tomorrow in them. 
He will change it back into his pajamas, sleep for three hours, get up, re-shower and do everything, and then put on the pajamas, shave. He shaved before the eggs, by the way. He shaved before going in bed. 15 minutes later, shaves again before having his midnight snack, which was not good, which didn't didn't satisfy him. And then he had to burn all the calories he got beating his wife. Um, but they're in a house. They're in a nice house. And guess what? Guess what? He After hitting his wife and her crying, which he, he's good at ignoring, that's, that's ambient noise to him. He doesn't even hear it anymore. It's like living in New York. You just don't hear the ambulances anymore. It's just whatever. Doesn't so her crying, but he he senses it's it's like silenced him. He doesn't hear it. It's not there. And he goes, "This is usually a part where those fucking McGregor's next door. They're all drunk on Jameson. The five kids, six kids. I'm not allowed to disclose that here for legal reasons. Six kids are all." A fifth into Jameson. Wife, father, all into Jameson. He he beats his wife in silence. Nick doesn't have that. The more the more the the, the Amish don't raise their women to be beaten and with a closed mouth. No no crying, no talking. You just take the hits and And he, he, he gets zen in that moment. He finds his center. He says this this new thing I invented. By paying the Amish $2 and driving a Model T getting roadhead. This new thing, I'm going to call it the suburbs. And it's glorious. Because I can ignore the sound of my wife crying. But I can't ignore the sound of all my neighbors screaming about that bitch crying. And now I don't have to hear it. I could just go upstairs, take off my clothes, get in my pajamas. My face is red from three times shaving in the last hour. I don't care. Nick, for the first time in his life, sleeps well. He sleeps without any distraction. Sure, his wife is still crying in the corner, bleeding out of the lip from his back hand, but God, is that the best sleep of his life. In this episode, I think it's time to bring... It's brought to you by My Pillow. My Pillow, guys. You want the best sleep of your life? You want to sleep like Nick? Go ahead and get a my pillow. Get on your knees, pray to God, and then put your head on that pillow with new Egyptian cotton sheets. We got Egyptian cotton sheets at my pillow, guys. You want to sleep like Nick on his first night in the suburbs? You get these Egyptian cotton sheets, a my pillow. You'll be out. You'll never feel more rested in your life. Also, rest in peace, Nick. His wife did stab him to death that night, so he's dead. Sorry, guys. Uh, but anyways, my pillow promo code Nick for eight percent off. I'm not Fox News. I only get eight percent off. Sorry guys, but thank you for listening. Please use that promo code. Okay, so you might be wondering where's this? Where does this all get us? Lauren, shut it. I'm on pod. You come shut it. Fucking slut. Not that door. Anyways, you might be wondering, where does this all get us? It gets us to Zelda. Came out. And I, I'm, I'm old school, guys. I got an old Switch. I went low memory on it. I was like, I don't need a lot of memory. I'll just I'll buy the cartridges. It's fine. I'm old school. I'm going to feel like an N64 again. No more discs. Cartridges, motherfucker. Cartridges. 
So I say, you know what? I'm going to go work early. I get to work at 10. I have to. I walk there, so I, get, I leave at 9.30. Um, and then on the way home at 4, I'll stop at Target and get Zelda. Then I get to Target. Guess what? Guess Target? Target does not have the new Zelda game. They don't get new releases opening day anymore. I go, why is that? I go, oh, we, we just don't. I was like, could it be because you have all these shirts promoting faggotism and transgenderism? You have all these rainbow things. You can't get me fucking Zelda. All this horrible shit you have everywhere, but you can't get me Zelda. You fucking pieces of shit. That's what I say to Target. That's what I say. I say, I want to play Zelda. I want to go to Hyrule. I want to save fucking everyone. You're stopping me from saving a whole country. You guys think it's more important to have these shirts for kids that say, I love queers, which somehow doesn't count as grooming. Which again, remember, per capita, America has by far the most trans and queers. So it's, oh, we were born with it. We were born with it. Yeah, well, why aren't the blacks born with it? Are you saying it's only a high and mighty white gene? It's only something the whites can get? Only the whites are good enough. They get the trans and the homo gene. But the blacks in Africa, very rare, very rare. Is it something to do with the sun? The extra heat from the sun kills that gene off? What are you saying? Are you saying white supremacy? White gene supremacy? Because they're able to get the black or the, the gay, lesbian, and trans gene? Which also the idea that there's I'm born with it. No, you were born with a cock and balls, bro. Your genes are he, him, motherfucker. There's not an extra gene out there being like, she, her, bitch. No, your your root and stem tells you you were born with the he, him gene, my friend. Um, so yeah, just, just statistically pretty fucking crazy that they think... I'm just saying, I don't want to say that the woke LGBTQ plus bullshit is white supremacist, but it seems like only in the richest, whitest countries do we have a high ratio of trans and gays, whereas in the poor black countries, they're just, their genes are so bad and they're so bad at commerce that they just can't afford gay transitioning. They're not... They're not as good. I think we need a gay Hitler. Ass to the vice. Ass to dick in ass. Die besser. Besser kommt dick in ass. I'm doing German and Spanish and English. We're all over the place, guys. Schwarze. That's that's pretty. Thank God none of my listeners speak German. That's pretty much the word. Schwarz is black in German. Schwarze is what they call black people it's not nice it's not it's not meant as a compliment there's no deutschland afrikaans that's not a thing uh like african-american so i guess african deutschland that's deutschlander nah that doesn't exist um so they say schwarze it's not great um anyways i'm talking as woke hitler kind of schwarze gay kind of schwarze trans no gut. Nine. Gut nine. Schwarze. Weiss. Weiss mention. 
Weissmenschen trans. Weissmenschen gay. Sehr gut. Spitzer. But Schwarze. Nein. Weissspitzer. So I think, I think that's how we're gonna broach this topic. It was a funny concept, and then I got really dark with it. <laughs> but it is, it is. There is like a weird race component to it. They're like, oh yeah, you know. The Danish girl, that was the first trans surgery, and he died three days later. Not important. I know, they tried to put his asshole into his cock or whatever. Um, so it seems like it's a, I would say, it's a plague on white people. It's a plague on the first world country, having the gays and the trans. And the Germans know this because they did all the gay trans shit during um, the Bismarck, not Bismarck. What was the time between World War One and World War Two? Was it Bismarck? Let me let me hold on. We're gonna I'm gonna cut to my producer Luna. Find out for me. Let's Google this. The Weimar Republic. The Weimar Republic had all the the men dressing like women and craziness. Um, women dressing like men. Dogs, fucking cats. You know what it's like. Um, so yeah, it wasn't great and it didn't end well. I think for the world there was. World War Two because of it. Um, anyways, yeah, it's it it transgenderism and faggotness is just another version of white supremacy, and I think that's the point I'm making. I think I've made it pretty clear. I think I've made it about as clear as Alex Jones telling you about the gay frogs. So we're gonna move on to the border. The border's a mess now. Um, thank God Greg Abbott sending out race. I shit my pants. I absolutely. Do not eat whiskey and Chipotle while doing a podcast. You will shit your pants. It won't be your finest hour. It smells like lemon. Does that mean cancer? Does that mean I have cancer? So thank God for Greg Abbott for the razor wire at the border. Wow, guys, I'm pretty sure I just shit out my spleen. Anyways, at the border, razor wire, people are running through, we're fighting, blah, blah, blah. Apparently the federal government's sending troops over with buses to get people out and not get people out but they they wait for the texas government to have a gap and then they say there's the gap go and they go so there's like a federal government versus texas government here's my question here's my question to you dirty fucking libs and your fucking dumbass fucking thinking i also think one of my lib friends harry called out called me this week i don't know i think my phone was just fucked up um i an answer not calling him back sorry um, enjoy fucking being a weird ass. Um, so libs, you guys say, oh, you have to open the border. You have to let these people through They're They've gone through a lot, blah, blah, blah. All right. You also say we have to give the Ukraine $120 billion. And then hopefully soon our children who are 18, 19, 20, still are kids, still have mothers and fathers that are alive and love them. They haven't died of smoking yet because... There's no more secondhand smoke, so they get to live forever. That's some cool thing that we invented that's 100% not true. Secondhand smoke doesn't kill. You guys are retarded. Um, anyways, God, I'm going to take a risk on this whiskey again. I shit out very important organs. All right, we're still good. Um, anyways, um, so you libs keep telling me. Oh, you know, you're anti-immigration. 
You would be the people that hate the Italian... Ooh, I put on my loafers. I got a different feel going on. Ooh, I feel sexy and businessy. You guys, you guys would hate the Italians and the Irish, but not, you hate the Mexicans because they're a different color. First off, the Italians and Irish that came here um, were looking for a better life. Not no life. Not, it's not the story you're telling us in Mexico. It's not the story you're telling us of Latin America. You're saying, oh, the people in Ireland were happy, and then they came here looking for something better. Not crazy better, just a good amount better. And then they found it. Like, there was that movie that was nominated two, three years ago with uh, the crazy Irish name girl. I can't pronounce it. Uh, nominated for Best Picture. I think it was called Immigrant or something. Um Let's see if I can find her name. I think she was in Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Sarosa Ronan. Sarosa Ronan was also in Brooklyn. That was it. So she plays an Irish immigrant. Um, definitely didn't get her name right. Um, to America. She gets to America and then she misses Ireland so much because Ireland's her home. But then she also loves America. But she goes back to Ireland and falls in love with Ireland again, but she just can't, she can't, she has to go back to Brooklyn, so she goes back to Brooklyn. And that's the whole story. It's like, it's not, the immigrants weren't, you know, give us your poor, your tired, your huddled masses. They weren't what we're claiming the Mexicans are, what we're claiming the Latin Americans are. They were just people looking for a little bit better. It's like me going to Austin. I was happy in New York. I probably was happy in Florida. I probably could have gotten a decent stand-up career touring Florida, Georgia, some southern states, and uh, been fine. But I would never have made it high up. And I said, you know what? Austin's a new scene. I can sneak in when no one's there yet and stake my claim. Kind of like the carpetbaggers in uh, Nebraska and Oklahoma. That's why they call them the Sooners, because they snuck in early and Claim their land. So I was like, before it gets too full and becomes another scene like New York, LA, Chicago, I'm going to sneak in and stake some claim. And that's what these Germans and Italians did. They, they weren't the richest. They didn't have names. They didn't have anything. But they knew if they came to America, they could do as well as the riches in Ireland. But they weren't asylum sinkers. Most of them coming here weren't seeking asylum. Yeah, Einstein did. Great, one Jew. Yeah, there's exceptions to the rules. But now, this is what I'm told all the time. I'm not told they're just looking for a better life. I'm not told that they just... They love it in their country. They're just looking for something a little more. What I'm told is they need asylum. They're dying in their country. It's a humanitarian crisis, and you want them to die if you don't open the border to them. Well, I... The Irish would have been fine staying in Ireland. The Italians would have been fine staying in Italy. They wouldn't be as well off, but they would have been fine. They would have lived. But now it's, they're going to die. It's all your fault, you stupid Republicans. All right, so if it's a real humanitarian problem, and we just spent $120 billion helping Ukrainians on their humanitarian problem, first off, doesn't that make the Democrats racist because they're willing to spend that money on white people and not the Browns? Second off, if it's a true humanitarian problem, why are we not flying planes, taking buses, 
taking ships, all throughout Latin America, getting everyone, rounding them up, and taking them to America. If that's truly your point, your point of view is it's a humanitarian problem. These people are going to die. They need the asylum. You don't know what they're talking about. Why don't we have planes, buses, all different points of entry to America all over the country? All you have to do is get to this 20-mile zone, and they're dotted all over the country, where we have helicopters and planes, where we have ships, where we got buses. We'll take you to America. You'll get in. We'll take you somewhere where you can be safe and free, and you can work hard and make something of yourself. Instead, they're, we're just not going to protect the border. That's how we help a humanitarian problem. These people are dying down there, according to the liberals. They're all dying. They're all getting killed and murdered and dying. And our response is, well, the door's open. That, that's how a hospital should be. Oh, you need an ambulance? Are you fucking crazy? An ambulance? Yeah, I've been shot twice. I need an ambulance. Shot twice? Ambulance? Transportation? Fuck you. We have our door open. The door to the hospital is open. I know it's five miles away. Crawl, you baby. All these people with children and walking through deserts and 100 degree heat. And the liberals say, no, we're the good ones. We let them walk through the heat. We left the door open. Isn't that a far cry from helping these poor, in-need people? Shouldn't there be ambulance? Hey, I'm in, I'm in Peru, and they want to kill me. Here we come. Chopper's on site. We'll bring you up to America. <coughs> and you guys tell me they're going to make America better. So it's a good investment, right? You guys put free Narcan on the streets, thinking these fucking heroin addicts <coughs> are going to help America in the long run. They're not. They're going to be useless. They're going to pay 20 bucks in taxes over their life. But you guys are telling me these fucking <coughs> Bolivians are going to come up here and make America so much better. They're the real Trumps. They're going to make America great again. Great! Send them! Get them on planes and buses and trucks and everything. You could get them here in a day. Why are you making them walk a hundred miles to the border and saying, well, you're welcome. We left the door open. Now come in and make our country better. I'm sure you're tired, but get to work right away. Just Does that seem like the compassionate party? Does it? I mean, my party wants to say the doors are closed. Make your country better. Fight back. Do a revolution like we did and make your country great. You're not going to make our country better believing 14-year-olds are adults that you can fuck. That's not going to help America. I just, I don't, I don't believe their humanitarian angle. It's the same with the global warming people. We have a population problem. Our population's through the roof. And all these people, all these humans, cockroaches, humans, the worst of the species on Earth, are making CO2 and uh, and we're going to die in 2016, even though it didn't happen in 2016. We'll keep pushing the year up to 2020, 2022, 2023, 2030, 2040. 
We keep pushing the year up because the science was wrong, but you got to trust the science anyways. Whatever the fuck they're saying. I don't know what the fucking global warming people are saying. They sound like retards. They've been proven wrong for the last 50 years, every year. But no, we have to keep listening to them. Um, yeah. That's what this... It's the same fucking bullshit. It's the same... You want us to believe you're compassionate, you're not. You want us to believe this is going to happen, it's not. Get over it. And I do feel this way about the WGA. There's the Writer Guild strike. You know what's crazy? There's zero pushback. You got Pete Davidson, all the late night hosts, everyone giving them money. Saying, you guys are in the right, you deserve more. We're pro-union. And none of these people are going to lose their job. I don't know why. That's fucking insane. Someone should be like, fuck it. We all got together and blackballed one repu- one somewhat Republican lady, Gina Carano. We blackballed her because she made a tweet saying, I think we're being a little harsh towards Republicans. It's a little rough towards Republicans, our stance. But Pete Davidson and all these late night guys, all these actors and actresses going out and standing on the picket lines with the Writers Guild of America saying, give them more money, more money, take it out. Once they take them out of our pockets. It's like Liam Neeson saying, oh yeah, the, the gender pay gap in actors and actresses is very horrible. And then they go, oh, so you'll take a pay cut? And he goes, pay cut? That's a step too far. Look up that interview. That's a great, that's up there with Sean Connery's on why to hit women. Liam Neeson on the gender pay cut. It's ridiculous, he says. So they're all happy to pretend. Remember, no one stood up for me and all the other people that didn't get the COVID shot. They said, you're too gross and disgusting to come on our set. You get out of here. But all these people are going to go back the second the writer's strike is over. They're going to go back and get their jobs, even though they might have cost the producers millions. Is that not fucked up? And this is how I know they're all, it's all bullshit. Because guess what? Not one actor's out there. Not one actor's out there with a sign saying, you know what? I think the producers are right. I think the studios and producers got it. Wouldn't that be something for SAG to say, hey, we're on the producer side. We're with them. Yeah, they have all the capital and all the resources to make our movies. Why don't we just say, yeah, yeah. Look, we're with them. They're on our side. We like them. Just one. I just want one actor. One famous actor. Sam. Sam Jackson. Who's going to stop you? No one's going to even be mad at you. You're Samuel L. Jackson. Come out and be like, hey, motherfucker. These producers, they do hard work. Give them money. And I'm not saying I agree with the producers. I don't agree with the producers. I don't. I do think they're fucking overset the writers a little bit. That being said, there's no dissident. There's no other side to the equation. It's Everyone's on the same side. Look at us. It's fucking insane. It's nuts. That, I, there has to be someone who's like, yeah, fuck the writers. I'm the one you come to see. I'll say fucking whatever. Did you see snakes on a plane? Did you see black snake moan? 
People come and see Sam Jackson. They don't give a fuck who wrote this bitch. I could just... Do you know what podcasts are? Random motherfuckers talking into a microphone for hours on end. Guess what? People go listen. No writers there. How many podcasts is the writer strike shutting down? None? All right. All right. Oh, fuck. My brother's texting me. That can't be good. All right. We have a late late night edition from Chase. He says, three North Carolina hospitals, medical schools are transitioning babies. Um, I didn't have time to come up with an opinion on this. That's fucking nuts, though. I feel like I've mentioned that this is where we're going and it's not okay. Did the What did you do? You held up a pink pacifier and a blue one to them and they reached for one and you're like, ah, he's the wrong gender. Which is then conforming to gender norms of pink and blue. What if your baby's just fucking colorblind? You just cut off his cock? Also from Chase, he's like, remember back 10 years ago when we were like, these Muslims mutilating women's genitals. Isn't that horrible? Well, we're doing to babies now. I hope at least these doctors have to fuck a goat and scream ah la la before they cut off fucking penises and mutilate girls' pussies. I don't like calling a baby's vagina a pussy, but it didn't feel right coming out my mouth. But that's America now. We mutilate babies. Good! Sure, that won't lead to our version of Hitler. I'm sure that'll be good in the long run. Very excited to see where that goes. Um, Please don't have colorblind... And also, colorblindness. It's like 1 in 20 men and 1 in 2,000 women are colorblind. So, if you're doing that pacifier test, good chance your baby boy is getting the chop. Do you remember that scene in Robin Hood Men in Tights where they have the little guillotine for cutting schmeckles? That's what we're doing now. We're, We're very progressive that way. We're stealing ideas from a 40-year-old movie. Byron Donalds, my boy from a, my black brother from Florida, is like, yeah, you guys are all freaking out about Trump's town hall. AOC said she wouldn't air it. Remember, these are the people, I'm a, I love democracy. Uh, the people should choose. The people should be informed and they should choose. Oh, they shouldn't be allowed to listen to Trump. They shouldn't be allowed to listen to any opinion but ours. But I love democracy. Whereas Byron goes, yo, you know, they had an hour and a half and that woman talked for 20 minutes of it. That's not the point of a town hall. The point of a town hall is for people to ask questions of their leader, not have some woman interject. And then the people are interjecting the whole time. Be like, what if he's lying? Well, it's up to the people. In a democracy, it's up to the people to choose if he's lying or not. Just like anyone who asks a question. I'm a server. I get it all the time. How's your pizza? Good. Do you believe me or not? Do you walk out the restaurant or not? I could give you more. Inf- it's not Chicago style, but it's not bad. You can enjoy it. And these four are good. Are you going to order something different? I tell you guys all the time. I hate when people don't take my advice. But that's a democracy. Yo, what's your opinion? All right. I don't believe you. You suck. Bye. Or you could do the opposite. It's like... Uh, Jack Sparrow says, you can trust me to be untrustworthy. So you ask him a question, do the opposite. You know he's lying. But yeah, it's not the point of a town hall. The town hall's point is for people to talk to their 
representative, nothing else. Um, ABC, oh, ABC censored RFK's interview so voters couldn't hear his views. These people claim to love democracy. CNN gets heat for running Trump. Yeah, yeah, that's the same thing I'm saying. Dave Smith, good job. A giant trans student claims to be a female is clearly a man, beats the shit out of girls, and doesn't see any punishment because that would be transphobic. Dude, if I was in high school right now, I'm transphobic as fuck. You're telling me I could fucking bitch slap my girlfriend in the hallway every day and be like, if you if you come at me, you're transphobic. She wouldn't blow my huge fucking cock in the bathroom during the five minutes between classes. So I beat the shit out of her. And you're going to yell at me? That's transphobic, motherfucker. You guys, transphobic as shit. This is why you guys stop being afraid when people call you racist or transphobic or homophobic. So, yeah, thank you. You made my day. Uh, this, I think, is also from Chase. Remember how protected gays and trans are? Monkeypox came out, and then we found out it only was in gay community. We were all supposed to be afraid. Then we found out it was only in gay communities, and children and animals around the gays were getting monkeypox. And we all shut up. We didn't arrest the people for being pedophiles and bestiality. We just shut up and said, don't worry about monkeypox anymore. That's pretty fucked up. Hey, you're gay. It's okay to fuck kids and trans. Oh, there's no way that could correlate with trans story hour. You're fucking kids and dogs all the way. Um, hey, women, remember how you might possibly want men to protect you? That's illegal now in New York City. The cops won't protect you. DAs are putting criminals back on the street. And when a good man tries to protect you on the subway, he gets thrown into jail. So, thank God for that. Thank God we're throwing marine heroes into jail. And leaving men with fucking nothing. Uh, New York City turned off exposure notifications. Which is them admitting to the fact that they listen to our phones and everything and tapped your information so they knew if you had COVID or not. Um, it's pretty fucked up. Pretty not stoked on that. Um, I don't know. I think that's insane. Um, Yeah, it's not good. It's not good that the government's tapping into our phones and getting all our information. And then used to warn you, oh, you were in contact with someone with COVID against both of our will. Uh, But thank God they shut it off. Yay! This is like celebrating that they tax us less. Oh, yay, you're stealing from me less. That's nice. Um, I don't know. This has been a pretty bleak episode. Pretty dire. AI only is pro-Biden. Hates fucking Trump. That's tight 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 i love it makes me happy on my insides um i think that's where i'm gonna leave you guys remember guys gay's okay